Hello, coders. Welcome to episode 190 of the How to Code Well podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Microsoft and its artificial land grab. Now, I know that last week we missed a whole episode. I was incredibly busy that week and things just kept pushing it backwards and backwards and backwards forwards throughout the week. So I'm actually recording this Monday evening. So you won't get this until the end of the week like normal, but I'm doing it Monday evening so I know that I have it done. And I think this is probably the way I'm going to be recording these things from now on. Try and get them done as earlier in the week as possible. The downside of this, of course, is that I'll probably be talking about things that are out of date by the time you get them. But that's just the way it's going to have to be because I'm just so busy recently. I've just got so busy and I blame my secondary hobby, which is uh, Warhammer, because I've been doing a, a, lot, a lot of painting and model building uh, in the in the recent days. Also, last week I was speaking at the PHP user group in Frankfurt. I was doing it remotely. I was giving my code with confidence using PHP code sniffer talk, and I would like to give that again in February and March. In fact, I've got a, another talk code with confidence using PHP Stan as well. So if you're interested, please hook me up on Twitter at how to code well. Talking about Twitter, I have a JetBrains license that uh, I was kindly given by PHP by a PHP user group in Frankfurt that I would like to give away. More details on that at the end of the show. Let's talk about Microsoft and its artificial intelligence land grab. Because this is, I, I read an article here, and it's from the, it's actually from the Microsoft blog. The Microsoft blog talks about the fact that they now have uh, their third phase of funding for OpenAI, or to AI, OpenAI, I should say, and it is a multi-billion-dollar round of funding, which is massive. So. This is kind of a, a bit of a bittersweet piece of news for web developers because they obviously they, they have made some drastic cuts with the Microsoft development team across the board, and yet they're plowing in multi-billion pounds worth of funds into open AI and artificial intelligence uh, in the long run. So they obviously see that artificial intelligence is something that is... Uh, going to be making waves and they want to become part of it. Now, they've obviously been backing OpenAI for a, a while, but this is just another one of those sort of advancements into, into that space. So what does this mean for web developers? What are we, what are they seeing that we don't? <laughs> so let's just think about Microsoft's estate for a minute. They, they have GitHub, they have LinkedIn, they have the Microsoft Office suites. They have Bing, they have Azure or Azure, however you want to pronounce it. And they don't have, which I think is more interesting, they don't have things like IoT devices. They don't have anything like smart home devices. They don't have any mobile phones or any decent mobile apps. They have things, obviously, like the mobile authenticator and all of that lot, and they have things like Microsoft Teams and, and other bits and pieces, but they, they don't have the same sort of areas of a market that, say, Apple has or, say, Google has. They obviously have a lot of overlap and sharing across certain things, 
such as cloud computing and the whatnot. But wouldn't it be interesting if we saw open AI and artificial intelligence applications for things that are sprinkled on on the existing estate? So, for example, the office suite. So how to make your Clippy a little bit more intelligent. Bing, using Bing as a front end to ChatGPT using things like Azure more to provide artificial intelligence on demand. And this is something that I've mentioned before that I believe Microsoft might start doing. But if we think of it in terms of the developers tools, so GitHub, LinkedIn, and then obviously as developers, we do have to dabble in from time to time, the old spreadsheet here and there and office documents and whatnot. Wouldn't it be interesting if they brought all of those things together and you were able to ask ChatGPT or whatever flavor of uh, artificial intelligence that they want to use, wouldn't it be interesting if they were to uh, allow us as developers to ask questions across their estates, having a single login for LinkedIn, Google, uh, sorry, LinkedIn, GitHub, and Bing and Office and Copilot and all of that stuff. And we were able to search the whole estates for all the bits and pieces. Imagine how powerful that could be. I was doing some searching earlier in Confluence documents and that was painful, tedious, tedious trying to search for just, I, I was asking Confluence questions as I would ask ChatGPT. So I'm wondering if there's now a bit of a shift going on with how we ask our technology questions. And I'm wondering if Microsoft is trying to get ahead of the curve, that this is what they think is the new way of searching. And I'm wondering if they're gonna see this as their land grab. So that is very interesting. If you have any thoughts on this, please do let me know. Go to howtocodewell.net forward slash contact and uh, leave your query there. Because I think that artificial intelligence is going to be huge and will continue to get better and better. And it's interesting that they are doing this and other companies aren't necessarily playing in this space. So, for example, Google and Apple, they're kind of just taking a back seat at the minute. And Microsoft aren't really interested in things like virtual reality, Web3 and all of that stuff, where the other companies are kind of moving into those spaces and also things like cars automation with that we're talking about artificial intelligence and that has a big part in car manufacturing and uh, teslas and driving autonomously and all of that stuff but this is actually from a human perspective talking to technology and i think talking to technology is going to be quite a an interesting move in the next few years, I think. Talking to technology in the sense of typing, asking questions, but also through voice. So voice search, something that I've mentioned before. A couple of other things that I wanted to mention. We were talking about the FAA outage last time, and the FAA have put out a press release, I suppose you could say, about what has happened. It didn't really give much details, to be honest, but they did mention that the agency 
said contractors, again, they're focusing on contractors as, as though we are very bad people, uh, were working to correct a synchronization issue between the live and primary database and a backup copy. In the process, some incorrect keys were apparently pressed and more than 11,000 flights were grounded. Again, that to me is something that should never have happened. And this is highlighting a lot of bad practice with software development. Go back to see that episode 189 to get my rants on why this is bad for software developers just in general. Also, there's been a number of tech layoffs happen recently, and I've seen some really odd daft tweets about this, where people are blaming Elon Musk, of all people, that all of these uh, companies are now influenced by the way he laid off a bunch of people. The reason, in my opinion, why these layoffs have happened is because of all of the overhiring that has happened in the last few years. And we have been given snippets of this, some hints of this by the companies who've done the layoffs for a while, for a while. So Google, Amazon, they've all already put out some sort of hints that they were going to be laying uh, people off. And they were starting to do that slowly in the, the last few years. It's only recently that they've actually made some really big cuts. But unfortunately, companies like Avian, I think that's the right pronunciation, has laid off uh, one in five. It's a Finnish open source uh, database as a service company, which inhaled $210 million worth of funding in May 2020. Oh, sorry, 2022, beg your pardon, um, which valued the business at more than $3 billion. $3 billion, and it was founded in 2016. So... 2016, it's been valued at three billion, and they they managed to raise 210 million dollars. This is all in dollars in May 2022, and now they're laying off one in five. So they've had a huge surge of investment or money or funding. However, that's happened. They did a bunch of overhiring, as everyone has done that, and now they're letting people letting people go because the demand for these things are tailoring off. A lot of this, I believe, has happened due to the pandemic. You know, everyone started working from home and therefore the demand on all these services uh, was increased. And now everybody's going back to the office or um, the large majority of people are going back to the office or they're not doing the same things they used to do during the pandemic. I'm not saying that the pandemic is the sole source of the overhiring. I think a lot of companies were being valued too highly for what they actually are. So another one here is the Swedish music streaming giant Spotify saying that it's going to cut 6% of its 10,000, around about 10,000 employees, citing that it's going to improve efficiency. And this is an article. I've linked all of these things in the show notes. Uh, This is an article from the BBC. And again, it's just another one of these companies that have overhired I believe and they're going to be making cuts and they're it's the same story they're always citing improvements and efficiency and streamlining they're trying to make these positive reasons as to why they're letting people go but I think it all boils down to overhiring that has happened in the last few years and it's really sad to see 
all of these companies do this all together, to be honest. I just hope that these companies go the way that, say, Amazon has done, and they just do a one hit and then don't lay anyone else off for a good while. Because if they if they do this in drips and drabs, I know that Intel are doing this, where they're going to be laying people off throughout the year. Then that I personally I think that's quite um quite a difficult thing to kind of get your head around. You know, if you're worrying about your job and you're worrying if you are going to make it or if you're not going to make it, make the cut, I mean, then that that's not a good thing to have from a, a sort of a mental point of view. So. I hope that these companies are going to lay these people off and then not lay any more off for a while. But there is evidence, apparently, that a lot of these companies are, or a lot of these these people who have been laid off are actually getting jobs elsewhere, which is great to hear. And the, a lot of people are being gobbled up by startups, um, which is good. So it's not like the market is really tanking. It's just that things are being shifted around and I think that lessons are being learned that actually the over hiring and the investment and the and the, f- the valuations that were given to these companies were just ludicrous and I hope that this is going to do a bit of a reset and fingers crossed that things will get better soon. On a positive note, let's talk about the JetBrains license that I have. I've been given this JetBrains license kindly from the PHP user group in Frankfurt. And this is for 100% off of JetBrains products. So if you're a PHP developer, so PHP Storm, if you are a Ruby developer, so RubyMine, if you're a JavaScript developer, front-end dev, WebStorm, if you have I done PyCharm for Python yet, and then there's C++ and uh, something called .ultimate, I'm guessing that's um, .net or something like that. So there's, there's all sorts of things from JetBrains for all kinds of coders doing all sorts of projects. What I'm interested in is people who are coming into this industry and they're looking to purchase a license from JetBrains and they've come from perhaps a a background that is very fresh to the industry, someone who is just starting out, who perhaps is going through a boot camp or a course and they're really interested and they're, they're looking to get into this industry and they're wanting to get a JetBrains product, but perhaps they can't afford it, please do get in touch. Let me know your background. Let me know what you're working on. Let me know what you want to build with this JetBrains license. Let me know by uh, direct message on Twitter. So at how to code well, send me a direct message. Tell me all about that stuff and I will send you this 100% license from JetBrains. Right, I'm going to shoot off. Thank you ever so much. Happy coding, everybody. And I will talk to you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye.